You're listening to the Bible Truths Revealed podcast on jawpodcast.com. Shalom. And welcome to the Bible Truth Revealed podcast. This is Kazak Aliyahu. And today we are going to be looking into a very interesting topic. Very interesting. You know, we did a teaching on the radio some time ago about um, something to do with sexual intercourse for pleasure. And we alluded that it was not made for pleasure. But we did not clarify. So we are here to clarify today. And someone contacted us and let us know their displeasure. So I think it's best that we clarify exactly what we do believe when it comes to sexual intercourse and pleasure. All right, so let's get down to the meat of the matter. Let's get down to scriptures. Because the heart of men is desperately wicked. Who can know it? As it says in the book of Jeremiah, is it? So, we have to look at scriptures to see what actually governs our actions. Because it's not what we believe or what we think or what we like. We have to see what is the will of the Most High. So, we have to go to scriptures. And in 2 Timothy 3 verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of the Most High and is profitable. For doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. And that is what we want today. We want to be instructed in righteousness. Verse 17 says that the man of Alua may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So for us to be instructed in righteousness. And to be thoroughly furnished unto all good works, we will look into the scriptures because his thoughts and his ways are different from ours. So we have to align ours with his, not his with ours. So we go to the book of Isaiah 55, 55 verses 7 to 9, tell us this. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto Yahuwah, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our Alua, for he will abundantly pardon. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith Yahuwah. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. So 
because of this, we have to now go into his thoughts and see his ways. So our job is to get to know him. As he said in John 17, 3, the Messiah said this, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true Alua, and Yahusha Hamashiach, whom thou hast sent. So if we do not know the Father and know the Son, then we do not have life eternal. So we have to get to know them. We cannot go off what we think or what we want to think. We have to get to know them. And so, let's go to the question, sexual intercourse for pleasure. Because let me just say one thing. Pleasure goes hand in hand with um, multiplying, with copulation. The Most High made making a child so pleasurable because he uses it to replenish the earth. He makes it so pleasurable that man will continuously want to do it. And that is the trap now. Man continuously feels a need to have sexual intercourse, so man finds a workaround. This is a problem. Because the more intercourse you have, the more likely for there to be pregnancies, for there to be multiplication. So he made it so pleasurable that man would want to continue to be fruitful and multiply. As he said in Genesis 1.28, and Alua barak them, or blessed them, and Alua said unto them, Be fruitful, and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. And Alua barak Noah and his sons, and said unto them, in Genesis 9 verse 1, again, And Alua barak, so when the earth was wiped out with a flood, he again gave this charge. In Genesis 1.28, that was the charge he gave to Adam. But when the earth was wiped out with a flood and eight were left, the Most High said to Adam and his sons in Genesis 9.1, And Alua Barak Noah and his sons and said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. So he made sexual intercourse so attractive, so pleasurable, that man would continuously want to do it to replenish the earth. Genesis 35:11. And Alua said unto him, I am Al Shaddai. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. He again said this to Abraham, I think. He said this to, I am not quite 100% sure because I think he also said it to Jacob. All right? So, I guess I'll have to go there and uh, find it. Genesis um, 35, 11, I said, because I have to be sure who he said it to. So as not to. Genesis 35, 11. It was to Jacob. A good thing I checked it out. In verse 10, it says, And Alua said unto him, Thy name is Jacob, or Jacob. Thy name shall not be called any more Jacob, but Yasharal shall thy, be thy name. And he called his name Yasharal or Israel as they have it. So that instruction to replenish was given to Jacob or Jacob and to his sons. So 
In Genesis 18, 9 to 11, we're going to see the connection between pleasure and multiplying and childbearing. And they said unto him, Where is Sarah thy wife? And he said, Behold, in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return unto thee according to the time of life. And lo, Sarah thy wife shall have a son. And Sarah heard it in the tent door which was behind him. Now Abraham and Sarah were old and well stricken in age, and it ceased to be with Sarah after the manner of woman. So Sarah, Sarah had ceased from having um, menstruation, all right, after the manner of woman. Now Genesis 18, 12 to 14, Therefore Sarah laughed within herself, saying, After I am waxed old shall I have pleasure my master being old also. So she was told that she would bear a child and she connected childbearing with pleasure because intercourse is pleasurable and she had passed the age of having pleasure of having intercourse with Abraham. So pleasure goes hand in hand with childbearing. The reason we are saying this is that you cannot separate Procreation, creating a child, you cannot separate it away from pleasure. This is what the world does. Separates childbearing from pleasure. Very important. Anyway, let's continue. And Yahuwah said unto Abraham, Wherefore did Sarah laugh, saying, Shall I of a surety bear a child which am old? Is anything too hard for Yahuwah? At the time appointed, I will return unto thee according to the time of life, and Sarah shall have a son. And we know that Sarah went on to have Isaac. So, remember, we said we cannot separate pleasure from procreation. You're listening to the Bible Truths Revealed podcast on jawpodcast.com. Now, the Most High does not separate pleasure from procreation, but man does it because man loves pleasure. And because of that, Satan has stepped in. And Satan has provided us, especially in these modern times, he has provided us with what is called family planning. Family planning. The Most High gave us sexual intercourse to be fruitful, multiply, and to replenish the earth. Satan gives us family planning, gives us things like condoms, which blocks the flow of the sperm, and there are no female condoms as well, that block the flow of the sperm, preventing procreation from taking place, and so mankind can continue to have nothing but sexual pleasure without bearing a child. And of course, Satan has made the world so difficult. As Bob Marley said, they make their world so hard. Every day, we have to keep on fighting. We have to keep on struggling. So they make their world so hard. Their world so hard. It is so hard to survive in Babylon that to have many children would make someone very, very impoverished. So what does man have to do? Man has to plan and say, okay, I want three children. 
And so they will do the natural thing, do without protection. When, on, when they have the three children and when they don't want to have any more children, they use the family planning that Satan has given us. Condoms blocking the flow of sperm, which is an abomination to the most high. So Satan also makes it a social taboo to have too many children. I remember back in the days when I was younger and there was an advertisement on um, television, a woman having many children and how she was looked down upon and we all mocked at that woman. So anyone who had a, a, a lot of children were looked upon like that woman. Social taboo of having too many children. So people are scared of having too many children. Um, the grandparents might even look down and say, why are you having so many children? And people look up upon them and say they love sex too much, they're having too many children. When it is not that they have, they love sex more than anyone else, it's just that they are not protecting or preventing the sperm from reaching into the woman. Okay? So it is expensive to have children. The working class cannot even afford to have children today. And we have many, children, many nations today where the population is dying. I was watching a video the other day about Italy, and it was saying that in, by 2050, what will happen to Italy, they will have an aging population, and if it continues, there will be none of, no, no Italian left in many, many years. So, because it is too expensive to have children, daycare is expensive, everything is expensive, we have what is called the first world that is actually regressing most of those countries. Most of those countries have an, have an aging population and the nation is actually dying because there are going to be less people being born and more people dying. All right? Even in some countries, women are called worthless for having many children. Women are looked down upon. So because of all of that, Satan's family planning takes charge and prevents um, children from being born. All right? Now, the Most High tells us indirectly in his scriptures, in Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, he said, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. And we also know how the Most High feels about murder because there is a command in the book of Exodus in the Ten Commandments that says, Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not kill, it says, but it actually means thou shalt not murder. Now, you might say, well, hmm, I'm not killing anything. I'm preventing. I'm just having fun. Yes? Fun without giving the chance for procreation is an abomination unto the Most High. And let's go to the book of Genesis, Habereshith, chapter 38, verse 6. And Judah took a wife for, his, for her, his firstborn, whose name was Tamar. 
And Ur, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of Yahuwah, and Yahuwah slew him. Now, the Bible is really a summary. There are other books there that give you more detail of what happened in the Bible. And one such book is the book of Joshua. In Joshua chapter 45, verses 23 to 26, it gives an explanation of exactly what happened. Genesis 45, 23. And in those days, Judah went to the house of Shem and took Tamar, the daughter of Elam, the son of Shem, for a wife for his firstborn, Ur. And Ur came to his wife Tamar, and she became his wife. And when he came to her, he outwardly destroyed his seed, and his work was evil in the sight of Yahuwah. And Yahuwah slew him. There we go. He outwardly destroyed his seed. Outwardly means he withdrew his seed so that it did not enter into Tamar so she could get pregnant. This work, notice it says in verse 24, this work was evil in the sight of Yahuwah. And Yahuwah did what? Slew him. Now the most I does certain things in scripture to give us an example of his judgment. He does not do it because of his mercy, but he gives one account. And you have the example of like um, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron who offered strange fire before him. They were slain. As an example, we have, um, what are these two in the New Testament? The, um, the husband and wife in the New Testament that, um, that withheld, that sold their land and withheld from Peter. And they were actually slain by the Most High. That was given to us as an example. So these now are also er, given as an, as an example of what the Most High will do. And that judgment will not face us in this lifetime. That judgment is waiting on all those who do such thing. And verse 25 says, And it was after the death of Ur, Judah's firstborn, that Judah said unto Onan, Go to thy brother's wife and marry her as the next of kin, and raise up seed to thy brother. And Onan took Tamar for a wife, and he came to her. her. And Onan also did like unto the work of his brother, and his work was evil in the sight of Yahuwah, and he slew him also. In the Bible it tells us that because Onan knew that it was not going to be his son, he also withdrew, and this work was evil in the sight of Yahuwah. So, what are we saying? We are saying, nothing is wrong with having pleasure. Yes? If the seed is not withheld. If the seed is not withheld. Because by itself, by its very nature, and, and we don't even have to go out to have pleasure. By its very nature, sexual intercourse is pleasure. By its very nature, how the Most High made it, He made it pleasurable. 
So the Most High wants us to have intercourse and to make it, because intercourse is a random thing in terms of childbearing. It is the Most High who gives life. It is the Most High who decides who is born. What we do when we pull out or when we have um, contraception, that's the word I was looking for. When we have contraception, what we actually do is prevent the Most High's work from taking place. We We prevent the Most High's work from taking place. We prevent that sperm from connecting with that particular egg, which the Most High wants to get together. So when he breathes life and give, it gives it a spirit, then it will go according to the will of the Most High. What we do, we put ourselves with contraception right between the will of the Most High. It is evil because of the random nature of contraception. Now, in the book, The Apocalypse of Peter, chapter 8, we hear about And in these apocalypses, we hear about abortion and how the Most High punishes those who abort their children, about how the Most High punishes those who have their children to be born untimely. Here is one in Apocalypse of Peter chapter 8 that I find very interesting. Listen to this. It might not be um, speaking directly about contraception, but it's very, very close. Listen to it. So Peter was taken in Sheol, and he saw the punishments that were there, and he was relating it in chapter 8. Other men and women shall stand above them, naked, and their children stand opposite them in a place of delight, and sigh and cry to Alua because of their parents, saying, These are they who despised and cursed and transgressed your commandments and delivered us to death. They have cursed the angel that formed us and have hanged us up and begrudged us the light which you have given to all creatures. So, this sounds like abortion, but here is the word that I, 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 I find interesting. And begrudged us the light which we, you have given to all creatures, which means we did not let the children see the light of this world, which means they did not come upon this world. Now, when we go and have pleasure and block the creation of life, then this is what we do. We prevent and begrudge the children the light which we have given to all, that Yahuwah has given to all creatures. And the milk of their mothers flowing from their breasts shall congeal, and from it shall come beasts devouring flesh, which shall come forth and turn and torment them forever with their husbands, because they forsook the commandments of Alua and slew their children. As for their children, they shall be delivered to the angel Tamlachos, and those who slew them shall be tormented eternally, for the Most High wills it so. So this is for like abortion, but begrudging the children the light. Because remember, a sperm swims and connects to an egg, and that is what causes life to come forth. It is the Most High's design. Now, when we stop that, we do an evil thing, an evil thing that we saw in the scripture resulting in the death 
of Ur and in the death of Onan. Okay? So, sexual intercourse for pleasure. Eh, pleasure, if you allow um, the, if you do not prevent life, if you do not prevent the sperm from doing that which it can do, that which it is able to do. So, every form of contraception is evil. Every form of contraception. And we have people in this world who say they are believers. We say we are believers, and yet still, we are having contraception. I know there are Christians who use condoms. People who, couples, married couples who say they are believers, who use the female contraception. Couples who take pills to prevent pregnancy. Couples who even put in coils inside of them to prevent pregnancy. All of those things are evil people. Getting to understand and know the Most High, it is a very, very scary thing. As it says in the book of Hebrews, it is a terrible thing to fall in the hands of the living Alua. So this is why when this was spoken, I said to myself, I have to do a video to not only clarify the position because I realized the implication of it, the implication of this contraception. So that is why abortions are so legal everywhere. Here where we are in South Africa, you go out on the streets, you go into any town, place is bombarded with abortion, painless abortion, and the people put their number in the middle of the town, everywhere. People, it is like there is no shame at all. And you can just, if you want an abortion, just go in the town and just look on a, a light pole or something. You will see the number to do the abortion. This is a terrifying thing to see what is going to happen to the world. The Most High's righteousness is being breached. Evil is being perpetrated. So while we're thinking about pleasure, we have to think about the will of the Most High. We have to think about His ways not being our ways and our thoughts not His thoughts. He gave us sexual intercourse not for pleasure but for us to multiply, but He made it pleasurable so that it will be a pleasurable experience and it will be so enticing, it will be so enticing for us that we will want to do it so that the earth can be replenished. What the, so that the earth can be replenished. What does Satan tell us? Satan tells us, Satan tells us that the earth is overpopulated. The earth is overpopulated, so we need to get rid of people. Too many people are in this world, and so contraceptives, contraceptives, which is evil to the Most High. As we said, Babylon does everything against the will of the Most High. Everything that we do in Babylon, everything that they make us do, 
in Babylon is against the will of the Most High. So if you want to know what is not right in the eyes of the Most High, just look at what Babylon tells us to do, what Babylon encourages us to do. Every nation has family planning department and all those people who work in the family planning departments of the government, all you people, you have no idea the burden that is upon you, the sin that is upon you. You might think about it, okay, you're having too many children and guess what they do? They attach the amount of children that you have to your financial status. And they are saying, you are having too many children. You cannot afford to look after them. So um, you need to stop. We need to help you. But if we had not moved away from an agricultural lifestyle in which land was the priority and the governments gave people land for them to farm for they and their children, then they would be okay. They wouldn't have to worry about too many children. How did the people in the Bible work out? They had children upon children. And what did the Most High do? As long as you serve the Most High, trust in Him, hope in Him, then he provides for you. Simple. The word says he even provides for the wicked and the evil. So those who serve him, no matter how many children you have, he will provide for you. But no, we are in Babylon, a system that is set to make us drunken, to make us mad, to take us away from the order of the Most High. Because we are in that system, then we have to fall in line with the system. That is why the Most High tells us in the end time, what does he say? Flee out of the midst of Babylon and deliver every man his soul. Be not cut off in her iniquity, for this is the time of Yahuwah's judgment. Flee and deliver your soul. What does it mean? If you stay in Babylon, your soul is in a problem. Your soul is in danger. So that is why we hold no qualms about fleeing out of the midst of Babylon. Because we know that it now gives us a chance for our souls to be saved. So I know I'm moving a little bit away from the topic, but there are so many things that surround it, we have to look at it. So we have to move out of Babylon the Most High will take care of us. And that has been our experience. And if there is something that we can shout out to the people of this world, it is that the Most High takes care of His people. When you hope on Him, when you dwell in Him, because many people, for example, when we say, flee out of the midst of Babylon, people, what are we going to eat? What are we going to this? What is going to happen? What is what, 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 what? And many people try to help the most High, going into investments and going, getting a job to try to get this and get that. No, our experience has been the most High takes care 
of his people. You don't know where the money is coming from. You don't even know. But there's a continuous flow that the Most High gives. So when it comes to children, when you are in Babylon, then you will have to do what Babylon does. Or else, you might become bankrupt. But even so, even in Babylon, if, I believe, if we diligently trust in the Most High, hope in the Most High, even if we are in ignorance, not knowing or understanding certain righteousness, as long as we hope in the Most High and obey His command to replenish the earth and to multiply and be fruitful, then the Most High will take care of us. The people who have to worry are those who are in sin. If we are in sin and in Babylon, if we are in sin and in Babylon, then we might struggle. But if we are seeking after the righteousness of the Most High and in Babylon, then we do not have to use any contraceptive, any family planning. All right? So, pleasure is a part of sexual intercourse. It goes without saying. So, having intercourse in itself is pleasurable. But we do not go out to have pleasure at the expense of creating a life. We do not prevent the sperm from reaching the egg so that the Most High can have his way whether or not he wants us to be fruitful. All right? So, yeah, that's what I have to say on this. Only hope that this was edifying. All right? You're listening to the Bible Truths Revealed podcast on jawpodcast.com. All right. All right, so this is Kazakh Aliyahu. Only hope that this was edifying. All right, you're listening to the song called The Good News. Hey, just a word production. Which is the theme song for the Jaw Podcast. The Bible Truth Revealed Podcast. All right. So thank you all for listening. And until next time, Shalom.